Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Go, 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 go. Hey, what's up, guys? Nothing much. All I know is this is not going to be an average intro. Okay. <laughs> that works. It's not going to be an average intro because the show that we'll be discussing today is not your average show. Definitely not your average show, I would say. But we're going to talk about that. What's up, Internet? Welcome back to the Get Geek Podcast. This is our first podcast of 2021. We made it to 2021 somehow. Um, Welcome back to the crew. Let's reintroduce ourselves to our fans, old and new. I am Jose. This is AJ. Yeah. And this is very tired Walt right now. We're all a little tired. It's been a long year for the last two 2020 weeks. 2020 was supposed to be better. In 2021? Yeah. yeah. I think I want my money back. So far, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so far, it hasn't been that much better. In fact, it's been... Well, let's Mark, we'll just move on to the good worst. stuff, right? Mark we'll move on to the good stuff. Yeah, let's, not, let's not talk about that. Let's not get bogged down in all the 2021 like letting us down memes or whatever else um welcome back guys it's really really awesome to be speaking to you all again i want to remind our audience out there that i'm speaking to you all remotely uh we are recording remotely we are doing everything remotely and have been doing everything remotely for what seems like four thousand years now um and if there are any sound issues or artifacts as a result of this remote remote recording please Please bear with us. We're doing the best that we can. We are improving every day, every week, 1% better every day. Um, And we hope that there are no issues. But again, please give us any feedback if there are any issues with the audio or any other issues with the podcast. And remember, the best way to support your favorite podcast crew is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to the Get Geek Podcast. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, basically, where all of your favorite podcasts are sold. Um, even, even some of your non-favorite ones. Even some of your non-favorite ones. If you really hate a podcast platform, we're probably there. there as well. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, so please, any support that we receive from our fans out there is awesome and amazing. And it actually helps us decide uh, what to talk about based on a little bit of what you like. Um, and we do definitely want to thank all of our fans for getting us through one amazing year doing this podcast. We did this for a whole friggin' year before the holidays came up. And it's been fun and it's been awesome. And your support has been incredible. So I'm going to stop waxing poetic and we're going to get right to it. Um, let's talk about what we've been geeking out about for the last few weeks um, or at least recently, you know, we've been off for a few weeks and I'll talk about what I've been geeking out about first, if that's okay. Um, so for me, uh, I have been, have been for a few years, hugely into the anime attack on Titan. 
And I know that Wolfie is also. Um, we're missing Wolfie this week. He will be back very, very soon. We hope to see him again next week. He's actually traveling. So we miss you, Wolfie. Uh, and I am not going to say too much about Attack on Titan because I know that you're getting caught up as well. But um, Don't listen. Don't so, listen. so it's season four, and this is definitely a little bit of spoilery territory. Not too spoilery, like I said. Um, season four, the final season of Attack on Titan, the theme song is awesome. I think that's something that's really cool about anime. Like a lot of times you get a different theme song for each season, each series. Um, so you get a lot of really, really cool, like memorable ones that tie you to a certain part of the storyline. But so there's a new theme song that's really, really cool, really interesting, a new intro. Um, and after the revelations of last season that basically revealed the larger world around the, the Titans and the Titans being these gigantic, for those of you who haven't seen the show, gigantic humanoid monsters that just rampage through uh, this, basically this huge walled in city where the last of humanity is surviving and protecting themselves from these gigantic monstrous man-eating Titans. Um, but there were some revelations last season that turned the main characters completely on their heads. Mm. And this season there's like flashbacks and like there's some more setup as to how certain characters got where they are. Um, and there's definitely some WTF moments, even in the first episode for me, where you realize just how close certain characters were, even, you know, a long time ago before they even met and started to influence each other through the narrative. But it's a really great show. It's got amazing action. Uh, it's incredibly animated. It's It's got a really good story that just talks about, like, um, I mean, it's it's about a lot of different themes. It's about what people would give up for security. It's about nationalism. It's about racism. It's about all these really, really complex themes. And even though season four that I'm watching right now is actually the Japanese dub, which is great. Um, it's to me, one of the best English dubs you can find in terms of like the translation working really well. Um, the lip syncing working really well. Um, the voice acting just being really, really, really of a high quality. Um, so it's definitely an anime worth checking out. Season four, I'm about four episodes in, I believe. Um, and each episode has one upped the episode before it in terms of like, again, WTF factor revelations and like revisiting Earth, other characters. Uh, it's just been super, super awesome. And if you guys haven't seen it, I'm talking to the crew. Y'all definitely need to check it out. It's uh, available on a lot of different streaming platforms. I'm watching it on Funimation now, but it's it's awesome. It's one of the best animes out there. And it's my currently my favorite anime that's out. Um, and I'm really excited to watch the, at least the anime finale and wrap up for Attack on Titan season four. Uh, so Walt, what about you? Tell us a little bit about what's going on with you lately. Well, tired Walt here. Um, work has been kicking my proverbial you-know-what for because this is year-end, so this is usually our busiest year, busiest mm-hmm. time of year. Um, so I, I haven't really gotten around to like watching anything. I mean, we have been watching Breaking Bad. Um, which is awesome. We are on season four. We are about to hit episode 12, which is the penultimate episode of that season. Oh, man. Um, and then we You're hit for third, a treat. And then we hit season five, which is the last one, right? Uh, season six. 
is well season 5a and 5b i should think. oh okay so so, so it's kind of like six they split right? it oh yeah okay yeah yeah I, I mean it's still shorter it's like i think it's like eight episodes per season quote unquote or okay. like per part of season five but you have a decent amount left and i mean i hope yeah. you guys are enjoying the show that i've been telling you to watch forever um yeah. Which which I actually recommended to you first. Yeah, yeah that's you always know? the and, reason. And I never saw it. So. <laughs> that's the reason I saw, well, why. I, I was... saw the first episode. Yeah. So. But I never continued after that. But I told you it was awesome. And so I made you a fan. And, and it was. In turn, you made me a fan. And so we've got El Camino queued up. And we also have Better Call Saul queued up after that. So Good. We'll, we'll, so that, we'll get that around definitely to it. means you're enjoying it. And, well... Go no further. I'm just glad you guys are enjoying it, whether you think it's amazing or not. We can talk about that at some point in the future, perhaps. Yeah, once yeah. once we wrap up season five, then we yeah, can, exactly. can circle back in. Because Wolfie's seen it, so like we could all kind of have a conversation about what everybody yeah. thinks. Not that, not again, not what I expected. I, I thought there would be um, <laughs> I thought it would be more of a uh, a badass Walter and I thought that the relationship with Jesse and and, and him were uh closer i guess as opposed to sometimes antagonistic but hey welcome surprise right it's a character study that's kind there of why go. i enjoy it a lot yep mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. I, I i will say this um and, and i'm gonna trend away from my geek out to kind of do a little psa here mm-hmm. um you know we are here living in the united states and as as you all know the united states has not handled the coronavirus very well um, right we've had our our struggles and our issues, I won't get into it. But if you read the nose, you should be well apprised as to what's going on over here. Um, but I will say this. I received my first vaccination um, about a week ago. And so, you know, one, okay. one, of, the things, one of the things that I, that I do realize, and again, problem with how we've handled this is that there's not a lot of information regarding the vac- the vaccine itself you know yeah. there's a lot of misinformation that's just floating around um and so i just wanted to take a quick minute here to kind of like dispel some of those myths and you know really try and inform our audience as to what the vaccination is what it does and how it could be helpful um so currently right now we have two vaccinations in, in the mix. We have one from Moderna, one from Pfizer. They both are basically the same type of vaccine. Um, one is stored a little bit differently from the other, and the other one, um, your second dose hits a week later than the other one. So the Pfizer, I believe, is a three-week delay before you get your second dose. The Moderna is a four-week delay. Okay. Um, it's important to note that these vaccines are not your typical vaccines, and that's something that a lot of people uh, don't understand about this. Because normally, a regular vaccine, you get either a dead or a very weakened version of the virus that you're trying to inoculate from. Um, that's not the case with this vaccine. This vaccine is what's called an mRNA vaccine. And so basically what this does is it skips the part. There's no coronavirus in this vaccine. I I must stress that, you know, a lot because a lot of people think they're getting a dose of coronavirus. That's not how this works. Okay. This vaccine skips the part and it gives you the blueprints on how to defeat 
the vaccine in terms of the spike protein, because the spike protein is the thing that latches onto your cells and then causes havoc within the thing. This vaccine gives you the blueprints without giving you the virus. So you skip that part and you automatically get the blueprints and then the body starts to build antibodies. And once it's gotten that, and again, I can't stress this enough, the mRNA molecules in this, they dissipate. They don't change your DNA. You don't become a monkey man. That any, any type of conspiracy theory that you hear about that is false. It, it attaches, it gives you the blueprint, and then once it's done its job, it dissipates through your body, and, and then you're done with it. Okay. So the second vaccine is a booster to try and help you. There are some side effects to it. I, when I took it personally, my arm was a little sore for about maybe 12 hours. It just felt like I, w- I was working out way too hard because it is an intramuscular shot. Um, but it goes away. Now, I haven't taken the second one. that I'm scheduled to get it within two weeks. But what I will do is we'll come back on this on this cast and I will share my experience with you. Now, note that the vaccine, some of the things is that you get are fever, diarrhea, you know, chills and stuff like that. But they're very it's like a minor. flu vaccine. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's very, very minor. And it's basically, very rare. it's like one in like many million. Exactly. Like, or like a four in one million chance. I think. And, I think that's and just think about it. It the by you getting that, effects. you mm-hmm. know that it's working because that's your body ramping itself up to build these antibodies. So yeah, um, it's the again, same as herd immunity, which is what everybody else wants to talk about. Right. It's just a, a medical way to give you that herd immunity before you have to get it yourself and without getting sick. Exactly. Right? So. You know, my, my thought here is that it's important that people get as as ma- we get as many vaccines in arms as possible, because, you know, what, this is the way that we try and get back to normal. You know, it's not going to be 100 percent. You still have to wear masks because they still don't know whether you can be an asymptomatic carrier of the disease, even though you're vaccinated. But so far, I'm feeling fine. There's no issues. Um my mother-in-law is getting it tomorrow. My parents are getting it two days after. So, you know, uh, my wife is going to get it tomorrow. So, you know, it's super important that we get out there and try get and the vaccine. get that vaccine. Get it. And, and don't listen to the conspiracy theories. And if you don't want to believe me, just go on Google. Um, look Your it up. Your friends are getting it. Everyone's taking a selfie. Yes. And exactly. they have not died or turned into some creature. As a result, and they there's are no, not being no tracked. alligator men. There's no alligator men. Yeah, you know, right. There's, there's no, there's no tracking, tracking device, and if you're worried about a tracking device, you already have a cell phone. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't really matter if they inject one into your body because your cell phone is always on your person, anyway. So, so when you have a chance, when you have a chance, <laughs> get vaccinated. Yeah, let's bargain with the audience too. Do you guys do you guys want to go back to the movies or what? Yeah, because exactly. if you don't, you're not a geek. Oh and my god. A geek goodness. will do whatever you can, whatever they can to get back to the movies. This is right. the path to do that. This, this is the way the path to do that. Exactly. It's, this is the way. Especially so. because in March, I just I was reading on Instagram, mm-hmm. they're gonna be releasing Godzilla versus Kong not only on HBO Max, but in the theaters too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I know you would we would all rather see that in a the theater, but you're the, the resident Godzilla master and expert so so do it yes well tell us on that note sir what you've been geeking out about 
and what you're looking forward to doing again maybe <laughs> no just just tell us what you've been what you've been geeking out about please mr aj okay so i've been on a very nice break and i've been able to do a few things cool uh since i've been on break i've been doing another tour of dragon ball gt and it's actually funny i don't know why and i'm still trying to figure this out myself but the part where i stopped is actually my favorite part (laughs) and i haven't gotten back to it since and that's been like a week what part is that? i'm like huh which part it's uh Towards the end of the baby saga where uh, Goku's trying to grow his tail back as he's still he got. So in the beginning of GT, he gets transformed into a kid by Black Star Shenron. And so they have to go through this cosmic adventure to get the Black Star Dragon Balls. In the process of that, they come across this Dr. Jiro type called Dr. Mew, and he's basically making the next cell, but from space. And that's baby. And so Baby has now taken control not only of the Earth, but he's also remade planet Vegeta as one of Earth's moons, or vice versa. Yeah, he's going to be the way, next DLC character in Dragon Ball Fighters, is he not? Yes, Baby and Vegeta? He, looks, yeah. he looks amazing. He cool. does. Mm-hmm. And so the part where I left off was Goku trying to grow his tail again because it hasn't been in commission for a while. Wait, wasn't that the Kai's like trying to pull it out with a yeah with the wrench <laughs> with or the whatever? pliers? The pliers, right? That yeah, that part is funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So that and I just got up to the part where Majub just fused with or Oob fused with Majin Buu, and nice. now they're Majub about to go and give baby a piece of their mind. Nice. That's exactly where I left off. And I have not gone back to it since. And I'm still like, why did I stop? The baby saga is like the best, honestly. Cause it's the, the Omega Shenron saga is good, but it's not as good as the baby saga. I, th- I think I would say the reason why I like the Omega Shenron saga uh, maybe just a tiny bit better than the Baby Sagas because they actually turn the Dragon Balls against them. Because yeah. that's like their go-to, hey, we're going to fix it with the Dragon Balls. Oh, wait, the Dragon Balls are trying to kill us this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the other thing I've been doing, which is mm-hmm. probably why I stopped, I've kind of gone on somewhat of an anime binge. And one of those things that I've been binging is something called Sword Guy. Sword Guy. Okay. Yeah. What? So basically, (laughs) here's what it is. You know how people use weapons and they kill other people? Well, in this scenario, it's kind of like in Soviet Russia situation. The (laughs) weapons are sentient and they use you to kill other people. It sounds like Jozo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes, so it it runs like a possession kind of thing. And so Hmm. I actually finished it the other day, and it's really good. I'd I'd give it a watch. Where did you check it out? What service did you use? It's on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix has been quite good for anime. It's a a Netflix original, too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's more or less what I've been up to. Nice. It's been good to see that you've been geeking out on some cool stuff over the last few weeks and that not we, we're still we're still professional geeks when we're not podcasting. So 
Eli, what about you? What's your geek out for the last couple of weeks? Uh, geek outs. Well, I've been watching. I've been doing a lot of anime stuff, too. I mean, I've been binging on a lot of anime, too. A lot of anime Back, between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have managed to put myself in a hole that I can't get out of, I guess. I like that. Tell me more. Remember how it goes. Okay. Um, I've I started what we well we all started like four animes at the same time. Yeah, you you <laughs> keep you keep throwing animes at me and stuff that makes it difficult <laughs> because I don't have time to begin with, and then yeah. now all of a sudden we have all this stuff that you want us to watch. So it's been rough, but you have to get used to sixteen different characters in the in the span of two days. We started JoJo, right? I love that show. More or less. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Started Tokyo Ghoul. Started Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, that's right. I started Initial Drift. Mm-hmm. I mean, Initial, Initial D. D. Initial yeah. D. Mm-hmm. And there's one more. We hopped back on Voltron again. Voltron. Yes, we yeah. did Voltron. Cool. Legendary Defender, right? The Netflix version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But whatever. That's it kind of is, it's a yeah. Anime-ish. It's it's an anime-ish. Um, but I mean, honestly, I'm gonna start off with Tokyo Ghoul. I've only watched what we've only watched. We've watched one episode together, but I think yes. you guys are an episode ahead. Yes. So we've, yeah, we've watched like two oh, episodes. Gosh. Me and Walt and AJ's watched one. So, but judging from what I've seen. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Cause is it it's corny? Really... No, no. <laughs> not corny. Okay. Not everything is corny. You would have you yeah. seen it? I've not. The two I've seen, I've seen the the Voltron one, and I've definitely seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I'm almost done with that actually. I think but I, I think you would like Tokyo Ghoul. I think you like it. It has a very Jun Junji Ito uh, flavor oh, yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's very dark. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I love the Ito, the work of Ito. He's pretty much most of what I've checked out in terms of Japanese manga, horror, anime horror, but it's time to expand beyond the master. Yeah. Yeah. Tokyo Ghoul. Okay. It's very dark, and by God, the character goes... uh, It goes crazy. He goes crazy, but... (laughs) This Um, is one scene I love, and it's at the end of the first episode. It's like... I don't want to eat people, but the person he runs into, like, yeah, screw your feelings. Have a bite. Shoves, <laughs> they they literally, she runs ninja style and shoves uh, a piece of flesh into the guy's face. I'll leave it at that. So, okay. It's, very, it's a very interesting show so far. That sounds odd, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very, like, weird, quirky, body horror Edo-esque yep. in that yep. way. And that's why I say I think you should check it out because I think, especially since um, you're on, you you like Edo's work, I think this would be perfect for you. So you should probably check it out. Cool. Cool. Which other one did you like, AJ? Or excuse me, Eli. And and we'll jump into the to the main well, thing. I'll, I'll just talk about, um, I guess, JoJo's because I've been having, yes. we've all been having a lot of fun with that. You guys all um, like it? <laughs> JoJo's weird, man. I I, I thought it. it was I thought Ooh. it was gonna be very One Punch Man. No, and it's like it's like super serious, but like over the top super serious. Like it's like its own kind of weird. 
Yeah, it's it's too serious. Over the top serious. In a word, you could almost say it's bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. It is. It really is a very bizarre mission. We're into the second um, version of JoJo. The second version. Okay. Once actually, once you get incarnation. Yes. Yeah. Once you get to the, I guess the third incarnation of JoJo, um, so to speak, that that theme song to I think it's called "Stand Proud." That theme song is easily one of my favorite anime theme songs ever like it's on my like freaking workout playlist it's in a motivation playlist i mean i think you guys will like it too it's a nice we metal have gold, like, golden we have... wind is the best they're all very good yeah it's got some good themes cool would like so so what do you guys like about it i guess in a nutshell thus far dio is so awesome he is and he only lasted a season Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Spoilers. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. But Dio is awesome. He's such an a hole, and that's <laughs> so awesome. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. His character is just crappy yeah, on good every way. level. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He's badass too, and yeah. like, yeah, he's got like cool character moments and his whole jealousy thing is is interesting like it's all pretty awesome i love the way they they announce their moves and it's always like it's not like here's a punch it's like super thermal tidal wave overdrive punch (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah like claire was was watching that my girlfriend was was watching me watch it and she saw them like do all these weird like names like you said for their attacks and she was like, "Now I understand why why boys like anime because they like can scream this crap at each other, and that's like <laughs> what makes it more fun." But it's true. Okay. And like, Any, yeah. Uh huh. Go ahead. Last thing, just the animation style is awesome, and it changes a little good. bit too. Yeah, and it's not like uh, it's not like every every frame is paid attention to. It's because <coughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. But, I agree. You know, yeah, yeah. It is one of the better animated shows that I've seen recently, and it mixes definitely like some good computer effects with some really good hand-drawn, quote-unquote, animation for sure. Yeah, reminds reminds me a little bit about about Berserk, yeah. you know that yeah. style of animation. But it's good, it's good. So, um, I, yeah, that's it. All right, I I again, we are professional geeks, and we are glad to provide you with all of the awesome anime that we have been watching lately. Check out. All that good stuff we've mentioned so far, but let's get to the topic of the week and try to break down what is a very, very interesting and very, very confusing show. Yeah, the um, the, the word is try. It's word bizarre. Try. It's a little bizarre, I would yeah. say. This is yeah, also I think it's called a bizarre adventure. Witch Watcher. Witch Watcher. <laughs> Which uh, eye? Not the Witcher. Watching what? the Witcher. It's, it's, because it's Vision and Wanda watching The Witcher. Wanda Vision, there you go. That's what it is. Wanda Vision. I think that's the topic of the week, pretty much for everyone right now in terms of geekdom, because yeah. it is the return after a very, 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 very long hiatus for a variety of reasons to the MCU. You and know, boy, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I found myself very very tired out of marvel content but mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like 
this kind of crept up on me and it's a work it's a it's a welcome creeping up i I didn't expect myself to be that much back into it i can almost say i missed it but (laughs) like wow i missed it dang (laughs) yeah i mean i definitely missed it and i was super looking forward to this show um because i mean it 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 looked different right off the bat. You knew it wasn't going to be like something that would, if well done, if if done the way that the trailers kind of gave off and our suspicions from our understanding of the comics that influenced this, that like that kind of gave us this vibe that this was going to be a show that might not actually hit at those pressure points that give you superhero fatigue because it's not really a superhero show. I mean, of course it is. It's, you know, Wanda Maximoff and The Vision, like two Avengers from like the huge movies that we saw over the last couple of years. But like, man, you know, I'll just try to barely summarize what we saw so far. This is, it's probably influenced by a few comics. It's influenced by the vision comic. Um, The big question is how influenced this is by the house of M comics, which is of course the, no, the infamous, no more mutants where Wanda Maximoff basically in the comics blinks most mutants out of existence by controlling reality, altering reality, and basically just saying the words in, and in here it's, it's a sitcom that goes through the eras with Wanda and vision. And it goes through 60 sitcoms, 70 sitcoms. We're going to get all the way. It looks like to modern sitcoms as the episodes go on. And we've already gotten through a couple of eras of sitcoms from like Dick Van Dyke to like, I dream of genie. I feel like are like two big influences. I don't know, if, like, well, no, I think, probably. Uh, that, what do you I think, think? I think the the two influences that I got out of it. The first one was probably Bewitched I love Lucy. One, actually, I should and say Bewitched. Yeah. Yes, the second one was right. definitely Bewitched. You know, well, Dick Van Dyke actually consulted on this show. I don't know if you heard. Well, about it, that. it it shows because you know what? It certainly it, influences, but the the yeah. lavish the lavish love that they give towards these sitcoms and how well they 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 um they represent them you know you could tell that there's a lot of thought in this you know they didn't do this half you know what you know it's like a loving homage it's not satire it's not making fun of it and like oh these things were terrible it's like these things were just from a different era and Mm -hmm. but like this is like like so yeah all right so like that's already probably confusing enough for anybody who hasn't seen it we're definitely going to venture into spoiler territory so if you haven't seen it Go see it, misunderstand everything that's going on because it's very confusing, but it's also <laughs> like, there's definitely some Easter eggs for the fans, but like, it's still like, we're not sure exactly where this is going, but like, so they go through the eras of this sitcom and it's just gem- them being a sitcom couple. They have neighbors, they have all of the, the tropes and the archetypes uh, for their neighbors, the nosy neighbors and all of that, which with a nice cameo from Deborah Jo Rupp from that 70s show, who's amazing and hilarious. Catherine Hahn is one of their neighbors and she's hilarious and everything. She's an amazing actress and uh, she plays one of their neighbors that a lot of people have speculated is uh, her name is on the show is Agnes. A lot of people have speculated that she's really Agatha Harkness from the comics, who is a witch that taught Wanda Maximoff how to use her powers. But like, again, so far, we're not really sure what's going on. The only the only inkling that we have of some weirdness here, and we can talk about all of that, maybe like maybe the weirdness is the best place to start, where we kind of open up the conversation. But like, 
like the the weirdness that we see here is that the end credits we see somebody watching Wanda and Vision on a monitor, and there's like a lot of a lot of Easter eggs there too. We see some sword. Uh, logos and we'll talk about sword obviously we'll get into all of this in more detail in a minute and like the weird moments that they have with some of their neighbors like the glitch out that one of their neighbors has at one point which again we'll flesh this out so again there's no real way to give this a synopsis but so far it's sick it's it's wanda and vision in a, sit- in a sitcom and where this is going to go let's speculate what did you guys think of anything about these first two episodes like throw it out there. I think that sword is involved. I think right. yes. That's I think that crazy. that's heavily <laughs> implicated. Obvious. You know. Lots of the, swords. Yeah, they're, so they're like, dropping the symbols all over the place. Unless so like, it's a red herring, which it has been red. Mmm. A red helicopter? So, like, which Easter eggs do you or did you guys notice then that are totally pointing at sword? So you have that helicopter. What right. was that? But she finds um, that in the bushes, right? The one, the only thing that's red, and everything yeah. else is black and white. And she finds that red helicopter in the bushes. When you come out of like onto the monitors scene, I think you also see the sword logo there too. Yeah, yep. on one yep. of the monitors, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and on the beekeeper. Beekeeper? Yeah. Oh yes, the, that the guy that scene. came out of the the manhole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're 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 heavily hinting that sword has something to do with this. Now, um, Jose, we spoke about this beforehand, but the sword that they're referencing here may not exactly be the sword that we've heard about in the comics. Yeah, the name is slightly one, changed. Yeah, they make one significant change. Well. Maybe not significant, but it's enough, you know, to uh, you want to you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, the the name in the comics is Strategic Worlds Observation. And what is it? Observation and, and Research and Department? No, Lord, I'm, I'm blanking out on the last R. Reconnaissance? Hold on. I'll, I'll get you the exact name. Repo. Um, I think it, it was... <laughs> Resignation. Okay, the, here the we go. The big difference, though, is the first two. But like, right. here it is. It's Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Yeah, I was totally wrong. Yeah, I was so totally wrong. You know better about the names than I do, but I know yeah. that it's different. I know the second yeah. word is different. Yeah. So the one that's the one in the comic books, and that one was it's primarily the space version of Shield. You know, <laughs> Shield deals with you know the the homeland Earth. Um, sword is more dealing with extraterrestrial threats, and ironically, they also um, are pro alien, so they also fight for alien rights as well. So, right. just that's uh, what was uh, that was what was hinted at at the end of uh, Spider Man Far From Home with yep. Nick Fury, right? Yep. So, we got a, a that was very much a sword reference, exactly. Um, so in, in and then this, there's a difference in this one, right? Yeah, in this Which one. We found out. They replace the word "world" with "weapons," which which can make a difference because um, we see that that both Wanda and Vision they're kind of in like this Truman Show type of place, right? Where where yeah, every everything is kind of dictated for them, or maybe she's dictating. We don't we still don't know what's going on, but it's clear that they're there 
and they have some semblance, at least Wanda does, that something's not quite right. I but they're still she, living their, their lives. definitely knows. I mean, they both know uh, they have their powers. Right. right. Which is interesting. But I think, I think Vision is a little bit more clueless about what's going on. I think Wanda has more of a, of a sense that there's something that's not quite right with this world that they're inhabiting, you know? Um, and they, they yeah. especially did that in the second episode. The first one, you had the slight hints. The second episode, definitely there was, there was she had this thing where there's something going on. And then you had that voice that came through the, the radio, which was, which was completely weird to her as well. Well, the, um, voice, the voice definitely sounded like Randall Park to me. Um, right. who has been in a sword agent and we've seen him in trailers in other films. So like it's, he's, that, he's, it sounded he's, like him to me. He's supposed to show up in this, in this episode and this series as well. So yes, um, we've seen him in trailers for sure. So unless that was a misdirect, he's, he's supposed to have be, to be in this in some capacity. Right. So the question is, is, um, is sword actively holding them? Because they believe that she's a weapon that could be that could go out of control, uh, given her, you know, the grief that she has for losing vision. That I, we don't know. You know, uh, that's to be that's to be determined, as they say, right? What do you I think? I have a AJ? prediction. What about you, Eli? What's your? What are your uh, both of your predictions? What's that? I just, I just, I'm gonna pass it to AJ because I just wanted to announce that I have a prediction. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll do a drum roll before we get to your prediction. But AJ, you have, tell to, you have to speak on the prediction then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay so, what okay. about you, AJ? What's your thoughts on? Wanda so, first of all, and her control. At least it? to me, it looks. It looks more like Sword is trying to get in. Right. Because remember, they had to come through a manhole of all places. They're not making any aerial drop shocks. They're not coming in in like tanks. They have to find some inconspicuous way, like coming out of a manhole, to get do in you, this place. Do you but think that that was probably? I mean, there was no. He did have a sword logo, you said, but there was no implication necessarily. Like there was something different about the beekeeper, right? Like, yeah. And it, it could hmm. be. It could be that he, they, the sword is now realizing that Wanda's getting kind of like um, a sense that something's wrong, and maybe he's there to kind of set things back on path so to speak you right know, that that does that could happen as well so you let's know, not, mention uh, like a couple of those moments right because the first moment i feel like where wanda starts to well the first moment they both start to see maybe something weird and i think this is what's kind of cool about the show there's this undercurrent of of like discomfort uh, that you feel as the viewer that you know is basically kind of aligned with the 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 how unsure Wanda and Vision are about like what's going on around them because right in the first episode I think it's what it's it's Wanda and Vision forgetting what that anniversary is the heart on the calendar mm-hmm. that they look at right that's near the very beginning yep um Vision doesn't know what he does at his job and he repeatedly asks people like what do we what is it that we do here like he knows what he does but he doesn't know what his company does which is kind of yeah. like also kind of a trope from these kinds of sitcoms because the dad would go to work and like often that you wouldn't know in the older shows like what the heck they actually did yeah he just walks out yeah, i'm going to work out. yeah i'm and going I'm to work, from work and he comes back right yeah. except for like what like ralph cramden who was like a bus driver or no yeah, uh, yeah. 
But I think I think the biggest one was when they were having that that dinner with his boss. The glitch, right? The glitch. That, that was well. I I think it was more even so. You know, when they started asking them questions about their relationship. All right, the moment you that know? we all saw in the trailer as well. Right. It's like, where did you meet? How did you meet? How long have you been married? Do you have kids? And they couldn't answer any of those questions. Yeah. You know. Speak, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. That, and, right. And, the scene and, we had the glitch right after that, you know, where yeah, where the where his boss, Mister Hart, I, th- I believe was his name. Yep. yep. Um, which was, I guess, maybe tied to that heart on the calendar, but I feel like there might be something else to that as well. Um, yeah, he started glitching out, and then he started choking, and that was one of the few times that they like actually sneakily revealed their powers. Mm-hmm. When when uh, Vision, when Wanda told Vision to save her boss or save his boss. And like, actually he reached in and phased through him using his powers to remove the food from his throat. Which is so, a very strange set of events because you know what, you, you know that they're heroes in a sense. And you know, they have these, this higher authority when it comes to morals and they actively took their time not saving him, which was a very strange feeling to watch. Right. Because you see the guy, he's clearly in duress, you know, and every and you know his wife is totally glitching out. I mean, she She's was repeating, creepy, right? Stop creepy it over and over again. while laughing. laughing at the same time, you know. And both Wanda and Vision were kind of dumbstruck at that point. Like, like they, it, it was almost. I, I don't even know what the word is. They, they just didn't act. They were frozen. You know, she was, and it was definitely Wanda. confused. I feel like Wanda was more confused in that scene, to be honest, because they were at least they really focused in on her confusion mm-hmm. in that moment and the dinner scene. Right. Because that was that was they had invited him over. And the, the premise was like, the, again, that old sitcom premise where you invite your boss over to a good dinner. And that's how promotion. you impress him. And you get a promotion at work. Right. Which he ended up getting. Right after saving the dude's life and like making that weird dinner that that Wanda got assistance and kind of did the bewitched cooking scene, right? Where like she overcooked the turkey yeah. or the chicken and then she rewound time and undercooked it. I mean, there's all these weird weird hints as to her ability and her awareness of how much she can control all aspects of the reality in this world. She turns everything into color and in the later episode, like there's so many interesting moments in terms of how, how they're both kind of slowly realizing what's going on. And then you have the, the, you know, the magic show in the second episode and the arrival of what we are pretty much confirmed to know is Monica Rambeau. Yep. Right. is Is she Photon or is she Captain Marvel in waiting? That's, that's the question that we have, right? Right. Right. um, But clearly, again, another reference to S.W.O.R.D. because, you know, Captain Marvel is traditionally a space character, right? And she is traditionally, I think, I believe that she's somewhat attached to S.W.O.R.D. in the comic books as well. You know, Um, I could be wrong because I'm not too familiar with with Captain Marvel, but there is a space element with that character. Right. Right, and she is also kind of unawares of where the heck she is and what's going yeah, on over there. Definitely. Um, I mean, that's she kind of shows up in the magic show scene at the end as well, right? And that's kind of odd how she just pops out of the 
the magic box that they're that they're trying to do this this magic show in the second episode which is i don't know like i what did you guys think about that scene in terms of like their confusion in terms of like why are they doing a magic show for the town to like it like it it almost seemed like it was a weird plot to like explain why they would have powers in case they like somebody ever saw them like i didn't really like there's still so much to unpack in this thing that I'm wondering what you guys think about that. Or maybe I should ask Eli, like what, wait, you had a theory. What was your yeah. theory? That's oh. the, okay. take us through that because I think that that'll, that'll help us unravel the rest of this thing. Well, uh, okay. I just want to make this point. This is probably my biggest theory yet. My best theory yet. Okay. In all theories that you've ever done. Yeah. Ever on the podcast. Yeah. So here's okay. what I think. Okay. Hydra, you know how there was government corruption? I mean, there was corruption in uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing? Agents yeah, of they Shield. took over yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D., basically. Yeah. Hydra mm -hmm. is using S.W.O.R.D. to make Wanda a, a living weapon. To what end? I mean, Hydra was behind her <clears throat> getting her powers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her and... and you know, and and uh, her brother got and their that powers. That particular episode did have a Hydra reference yeah. with the the fake commercials that they throw in there with people walking around with the Strucker watch, yeah. which I thought was great, by the way. And, and the Stark also, Industries toaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so as another from, commercial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but from what it seems like to me, mm -hmm. um, it really seems like Hydra has a lot of control of every of a lot of things going in that world, like just your inventions and stuff. Well, this is supposedly post. I mean, I know that they, they yeah. supposedly destroyed Hydra before Captain America did all that in, in the first movie. Right. But this is supposedly after they've been exposed and they're no longer really a threat. Yeah, anymore. I think rehashing right? that again with sword would be a little tasteless. Oh. And if you're going to, it'd probably be in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, then, maybe. Here's, here's... But you definitely do have the reference of Hydra. Yeah, you yeah. do. Because mm -hmm. even the watch had had the, the Hydra symbol on it. Well, here's They don't my... put that there for nothing. Yeah. So Here's my second theory. Okay. My second and final theory. Sword is testing her, and the whole Hydra thing. Hydra is going to be the main, uh, I guess... Evil villain, evil villain, and okay. that's gonna be like the main villain of this thing. But it's not real, any of it, except for Sword. Well, yeah, everything be, that she's doing is creating that reality. Yeah, right. there, there could be connections to Hydra because, like Jose said, he did, she did get her their both. Uh, well, no, she did. Oh, they got their powers from Hydra, so there there could be a connection there where they're trying to either pull her back or whatever. So there's, but I think we pretty much established there is something Hydra going on in there. I have an you idea. Know? You know how you said that lady Agnes might be her mentor? Yeah. Yeah. Agatha what Arcus. if Agnes was the Hydra agent who helped her hone her powers while under the influence of Hydra? She taught her some of the magic that she learned. Yes. Some that she got from the Infinity Stone. That's exactly my point. She has to be there for some reason. Well, the, the theory is Agnes is who we think she is. She I, I had an interesting conversation about 
what's going on here. And I'm not going to take credit for any, any theories here, you know, um, but so, so I have been hanging out with someone and we had a discussion about like what the theories are that exist about what's going on versus what his theory is. Um, and the theory about what's going on in a lot of people's minds is, again, this is, this is slightly based on the House of M comic. It's slightly based on the Vision comic. And it's slightly based on a comic storyline involving Mephisto, uh, in which Mephisto basically uses Agatha Harkness to trick Wanda into bearing children, basically. Like, like the Omen or something like that. Like bearing like the, the Antichrist child. Because Mephisto, is, of course, is like the devil in, in Marvel Comics. So there's theories that the beekeeper is maybe Mephisto. And there's theories that he's the one that's kind of like using Agatha, which is why Agatha is so interested in Wanda, right? To, to influence this reality. And if you guys notice, for sure, this is something like, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this. So like I had to go back and watch it again and again and again, and again to even somewhat understand this and like read up on the internet and all this other stuff. But there's definitely like from the very beginning, there's a lot of advertisements and there's a lot of moments where they're basically encouraging Wanda to to have kids or like to to like you know for lack of a better way to put it like entice her entice vision into like them having kids together right so that's like the working theory that it's all like mephisto and like this might you know the house of m references maybe like this might lead to like the seeds at least where the x-men come into this universe because she can say momo mutants instead of no more mutants right um, and the Vision comic is based on like uh, Vision living a suburban lifestyle. He creates a family of robots. Like so, that's kind of influencing this sitcomy part of it too, right? But the theory that was put out there is that actually, and this could work to have House of M occur later down the line. Um, this was a theory by somebody that I met named Tony, uh, and he thought that this might be leading into the Doctor Strange movie, which we know it is, but that she might end up being in a way, the villain of Doctor Strange, the multiverse and mad of madness because of her ability to change reality. And Doctor Strange kind of has to stop her. And maybe that's where we get the seeds of House of M, mutants, and other things like that. So those are a couple of like, just to break it down, a couple of theories that I've heard, a couple of theories that I've talked about with some other geeks in the, you know, in the greater geek community. And thanks, Tony, for that, that theory. I think it's an awesome one. Um, but like, that's kind of what the, the, the thought and consensus is. And that could certainly involve shield, uh, excuse me, uh, Hydra or, or someone else in the, in the conspiracy. Well, it's right. not that far fetched because you know what, uh, Scarlet, Witch has been a villain, um, for the most part in the comic books and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of times she's been a villain in the comics. Yeah, exactly. So, Especially yeah. like when, when you, she's had her connection and her story background has changed. Mm-hmm. Right, but when she was the daughter of Magneto, which you you saw an Easter egg regarding that too, and you should definitely mention that because I didn't see that. But yeah, it makes yeah, sense, so, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, if, if she's dealing with grief, she's easily manipulated at this, at this point because you know what? Part of part of the thing is that maybe she feels grief for the loss of Vision. She was intimately involved in that. You know, that's um, kind of the same as the as the House of M storyline because she exactly, was grieving exactly. the loss of her children. Right, so that. this is this is the perfect opportunity to have that heel turn for her, you know. 
Yeah. Um, and what I find interesting Which is that... Which would be pretty awesome. I got to agree. Yeah, and she were the, thing, the thing that I find interesting is that we only still know her as Wanda Maximoff. We've never heard the words uttered Scarlet Witch yet, you know? That's right. So so there there is that possibility that her the Scarlet Witch alter ego is that dark and, you know, misguided version of her herself, you know? Like Dark Phoenix. Exactly. Yeah. Um so I, I think it's a really, really plausible um theory. I, I think that's one of the best ones that I've heard yet, to be honest. And what was that that um yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Eli. And then, Walt, I definitely want to ask you about that Easter egg that I did not spot. And, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know as much about that backstory, just, like, I couldn't remember what sword stood for. I remember what sword is. But anyways, Eli, please go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. Because I really think that's, like, Mm -hmm. that's probably the what's going on here. So, like, do you think your theory is involved in that, though? Like, you think, like, there's still a a Hydra connection that's going to lead to all of that, maybe, through Mephisto, through other people? Like, No, because I I just realized how many, like, loose ends, I guess, there were with that theory, so... Okay. Like, yeah. But if you really think about it, a lot of this has been leading up to it, with, like, I don't really know, but probably, like, the Sokovia uh, thing... They yeah, mentioned like that how they, how they brought that in. You know, yeah. that was an interesting way of, of bringing in Sokovia into the episode well, with the Sokovia greeting. Well, <laughs> yeah, she is Sokovian, I think. Right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, yeah. but it was a According good way to the of MCU um, storyline yeah. for her. Which it, there have been hints in trailers that we might see a little bit more of her backstory. Well, hints, right? What mm-hmm. I meant by that was like, remember when um, she. There was like she went to Crossbones, right? She he had a bomb on him, and she threw yes. him into the building. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what I meant by that was like that shows that she has well, she has control of her power, but like Not you know how quite. she was afraid of like yeah. the fact that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's she's fearful of using the power because she knows that that untapped power may not be controllable by her. The only time you've seen her use it to the fullest extent was, you know, in Age of Ultron. Well, Age of Ultron as well. At the end? At the very end when she blasted all the the Ultron robots. When she got emotional, right? Like after her brother died. (laughs) And it's interesting because in Endgame, you know, her her, um, encounter with Thanos again was was an emotional one. It was she was she was ruled by you know her anger at, at Thanos, and listen, she she and she had just come back from from being snapped, so exactly. like she hasn't had time to deal with that grief. She's like mm-hmm. a Super Saiyan. She gets mad, she gets stronger. Yeah, so there, there's a lot there, <laughs> you know. So um, like Eli, can I ask? Um, are are you a little more excited about maybe seeing her as a villain in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Per that theory, do you think that would be cool? Definitely, because it's like. She's like one of the most powerful uh, characters in the Marvel universe. Right? Yeah, she is. So Kevin Feige that, said she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's gonna be super a super crazy fight, and I don't know. That's gonna be that not is corny. Be bananas. That not is corny. Be bananas. <laughs> I just wonder. One one of the things that I wonder is, um, you know, this because of the pandemic, everything is kind of reshuffled and stuff, and I I wonder how 
things might have been different if the schedule remained the same because I believe Black Widow, Eternals, and Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier were supposed to come out before WandaVision. Yes. So I, I wonder how that impacts, or maybe it doesn't at all, you know? I think um, once, I mean, we're only going to be able to speculate, I think, once we've seen all of it, right? Right. But I, I, I will say this. Um, when I first started the show, when I first started watching the first episode, I was a little put off at the very beginning because it seemed like a very slow. But you know what? I, I, I am going to have to praise Paul Bettany here because, you know, the comedic timing and, and the way that he portrays himself in these two episodes are close to magnificent the way he does it i mean i think elizabeth you know, is great too no like she's her. she's very very good as well you know but i mean know the one thing about her that i like and then like for sure like continue on but like she hits the the voices like paul bettany is still just paul bettany and vision right but she hits the voices from like sitcoms like that those weird yeah, yeah, yeah. That they have. but yeah. yeah i'm sorry go ahead go ahead but but i i think the highlights of both of the episodes have been paul bettany i mean what you are know, your favorite parts with him the the first part in the first episode has to be the yakety yak um yeah. <laughs> thing that he did to distract the hearts from from seeing wanda using her powers in the kitchen and then for me in the second episode, it was that entire bit with him um, as glam glamour was it? Glamour, yeah. No, yeah, he, yeah. he, no, he, he was, was he was illusion. She was glamour. I mean, in the, in the magic show bit that yeah. I was supremely entertained. Oh, by what he was yeah, he was really drunk, right? Like basically, well, he he <laughs> got gummed up in the works, gum. right? <laughs> He, yeah, his works literally got gummed up because somebody handed him gum, and they had that cool little animated moment where you watch the gum go yeah. down his throat and then yeah. like gum up literal gears in his stomach. Made him but drunk. He, he those were those were the two highlights of the episodes for me, you know, and and it was because of him and how he, you know, handled those those scenes that were just amazing. And you know, we've seen him do stuff like this before. But, you know, to see him do it here, and I just, it, it added something to the episode because, honestly, there were parts where the episode were kind of, you know, meandering and stuff. But then once we got to those bits, you know, it, it kicked into high gear. It definitely is like something you have to wait a little bit for the payoff. And you do have to yeah. have some love and reverence for like those sitcoms a little bit, I think. You have to have an appreciation for them. And, and so that's why I think that it was it was actually beneficial for Marvel to bring out WandaVision first. Yeah. Because WandaVision is easily probably the hardest one to sell to the audiences. But now, since you haven't had, you've got all this buildup that's pent up for Marvel stuff. And then you get WandaVision. It's a little bit easier to take. I think if this had been pre-Falcon and the Winter Soldier, maybe we're not talking about it the way that we're talking about it now. But because everybody's waiting for Marvel, 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 you know, I think that helps it um, reach that audience because everybody is just waiting for something MCU-related. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay, um, so like jumping off of what like you described as your favorite parts of the first two episodes. I'd like to ask you guys what your favorite parts were of the first couple of episodes. Um, AJ, do you have a favorite, a favorite scene or maybe a scene from each episode, whatever you want to talk about in terms of like something that you really liked, you thought was funny, you thought was cool. Like, what do you think? So 
I did in in far of in far <laughs> as far as making me like die of laughter. I'm gonna say that the uh, what you call it the the magic show yeah. <laughs> the magic was, show was like a, a very high point. But I also like the the beginning of the second episode where it's like there's this branch knocking at the window and it's like uh, you should go check that out. No, maybe you should check that out. Yeah. All right, maybe I will check it out. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I checked it out. I was going to do it anyway. So, you know what? I'm going to take credit for that. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, you go ahead and take credit for that. <laughs> that was good. That was yeah. a good moment. There were a lot of good moments in these episodes. Okay. Um, Eli, what about you? What was like a, a really funny, fun, cool moment for you for these episodes? Well... For me, it was uh, definitely the magic show because like That's a highlight. Yeah, everybody loved that yeah. part. You know, that was just crazy. Uh-huh. But uh, here's something that didn't really strike me as funny, but I liked it a lot because of how sinister it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it just gave off that sinister feeling. Um. Well, uh, the end of the second episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just it just felt like something out of like a. It just felt so un. Dis, I felt so there was so much discomfort there because yes. I was like that. Just that scene, it was just so weird to me. It was so weird and off that kind of freaked me out a little bit. What? Where everything turned color? No, the beekeeper. Just the beekeeper. Oh, that's not the end. That's, well, yeah, that's yeah. like Both just the before end. the end. I was going to so agree, really. Like, um, well, so, okay, this show, I think, like I said, it's something that you kind of have to be patient to start to find the payoffs. And you have to be attentive and, like, be, oh, yeah. be looking for stuff, right? Especially as a fan. But, like, we watched it with a few people that, like, aren't as nearly into the MCU as we are. And they definitely found it to be interesting and clever. So there's definitely something. This is a show that I think might there might be something for everyone. But, can, I, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Those people that are not really into the MCU, were they lost? Was there yeah. a lot of explaining that needed no. to be done? No. No, like, they've, they've seen, a, like, a, like, the tentpole movies. So like oh, they okay. have at least so they have basic much. knowledge. Then they know who these characters are, and okay. that's it. They don't know anything about like their comic backstories and stuff. Like you know, like you and I might, and like uh, the gentleman that I mentioned, who was one of the people that I saw it with Tony, like who had the great theory. He like he obviously had a lot of great comic backstory and stuff like that in his head. But like for me, like yeah, I love that moment too, Eli. Like, and I basically like from that moment on, I was like, okay, I think this is going to, this show might pay off hopefully in the way that I think it will. Right. Because you got the beekeeper showing up, you got Wanda basically like no more mutancing that moment in a way, but she just says, no, like, just no, this is not the reality that I wanted. Yeah. Disappear That's... beekeeper. Right. Yeah. That was, Creepy. That was... Yeah. And then she rewinds all of it. She time stones all of it. Right. But... She, she rewinds everything. He disappears. And that's where like, that was one of my favorite scenes too. When like they're her and, and, and vision are talking. And then all of a sudden she's pregnant and everything goes to color. Like that was very creative. So I yeah. really, like, I loved all the scenes like the, the, that you guys talked about, like the magic show was awesome and funny, 
And I enjoyed a lot of moments from both episodes, but that was for me where I was like, okay, this is the show that I think it's, this is where I'm getting my somewhat confirmation that this is going to be as cool as I think it might be. Here's, but two, two or three things uh, that I just wanted to say. Here's, mm-hmm. a, here's something that I found a little bit interesting. The beekeeper suit. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the aim suit. Here's where I will agree with you. Yeah. If yeah. you alter reality a little bit, that could very easily also be a hazmat suit. Right. Yeah. It could be. But here's the thing. I liked a lot of this this show, but there were the Easter eggs. How will how will people understand? Like it just feels like it's a lot of inside like, baseball. Yeah. Yeah, you, ha- you have to know. Like for example, the the Easter egg that I think you were asking me for right. before. Like I didn't know um, about that one. So the, there was on on one of the the coffee tables with with a lamp. There was like a little statue there, um, and it looked a lot like this this Marvel character, very 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 obscure Mar- Marvel character called Wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, now Wizard has shown up in the MCU on Agents of Shield, and he's kind of like a speedster. In the comics, he has a, a, a long history going back to the, the Silver Age, you know, way, way, way back then. Not so much lately, but the later versions um, had them as Wanda thought and the impression was given that he was their father. Um, okay. And when I say yeah. he, meaning Quicksilver and Wanda... Wanda was all about it when it came to, yeah, that's my father. Quicksilver, not so much. So, you know, but those are like those little Easter eggs that really don't mean much of anything. But for the eagle-eyed people and the people that know their their Marvel history, it's like, oh, that's there, you know. And again, very, very obscure. It probably doesn't mean anything, but it's cool to see these little things in there. Yeah, but here's the thing. When... Like we all know, like the the sword thing, right? Here's the thing. I just which feel a lot like, of people don't know. Yeah, which I didn't remember the acronym. I just remember it, sword, and I I knew there and, was a difference. And, and yeah. sword, <laughs> not, to, not to cut you off, but sword yeah. is a very recent thing that was brought in uh, in the astonishing X Men run by Joss Whedon, which is what maybe a decade ago. Yeah. yeah. So sword relatively is a, recent, for relatively sure. new. So like, it really just seems like. A little bit unfair because it just seems like we the geeks are like one step ahead of your average watcher yeah in terms of story not to say that sword might have anything to do with it but it probably does yeah, i mean it's, I almost, it's pretty likely but it could be a misdirect all of this could be a misdirect for sure yeah but i mean the helicopter still, was red red herring yeah. red herring red right herring. it's a different way yeah. to put literal that. red herring and like beekeeper has oh. all kinds of weird allegory and like what what does that mean? Like are they all like bees being being controlled by him? Right? Exactly. Is he the beekeeper for like Wanda and Vision and and Agnes I don't think that's a everybody else. Sorry, what's that? I don't think that's a beekeeper. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. Evil. I'm of the opinion yeah. that's a sword agent, but I don't, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty but- sure. <laughs> Yeah, That's I think not we what can all does. agree with that. Is it, um, yeah. is it weird how the only color that we've seen other than yellow was red? Red and yellow? Just until What's the red end. red and yellow? Yeah. Vision is red and yellow. Yeah. 
I mean, this this could be this could be an entirely a, a construct by Wanda herself. Yeah. You know, we, we there's still so many things that we don't know. I think the the first two episodes have done a a pretty good job in kind of piquing our interest, but yes. not giving yes. us anything. The, I, I I will say I hate the fact that they released a trailer that gave more information that we wanted to see. You know, and that's that's. You know they're not the only ones to do this. Yeah, um, the they, trailer industry you know, needs to stop doing that. Yeah, because I mean, I I would have been just fine with the sitcoms, you know, showing them that and then just leaving it at that. But then we go into the future and we actually see that they do get out of this reality, whatever it is. So you know, I one of the things that I wish they stopped doing is spoiling things like that. You know, or are they getting out of the reality, or are they just catching up with time? You know, I have, wait, that is, that is, and you know what? That is not a bad theory because that that leads into Kang the Conqueror, which supposedly is a a thing coming up in the MCU, the next phase. He's already been cast, supposedly. And you know who called that one? You called that one, AJ, you did. You did? did. I did. You did. Many times, actually, he was like, "Kang would be a great setup for like one of at least the next big bads." And we and know that to be an Ant Man three. Yeah, and we know that Loki is going to deal with time. Also, they have the the Marvel Time Agency. I forgot what the name of it is, but they're going to be heavily involved in that series. So, you know, maybe this could be one of these things that we're not dealing with a reality shift; we're dealing with a time shift. So, it's very, very possible incredibly possible the tva by the way the time variance authority is what we're looking at in Loki. yes thank you i have i actually have one question that i just thought of that i think is kind of important and we can like and then i want to ask you guys what you thought overall of the first two episodes um but i think this is a very important question um and i'm i'll throw it to you guys i'm curious uh especially aj eli what you guys think about this is vision alive Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. It's either one of two things. Either A, that is him, and he is somehow back. And he can probably be back, but, well, no. Uh, I, I kind of lost my train there. But basically, I one of the things me and Eli actually mm-hmm. talked about when the episode ended was... Maybe this is someone's really dastardly way of getting an infinity stone. Because remember, Vision has the mind stone in his head. So by bringing Vision back, you also have the mind stone. There's some mind so, stone Easter eggs too. If if I just remember, if you look at the the magic show box, that that pattern on it looks a little bit like the mind stone. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely the 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 little Easter egg drops there, and we see that in the trailer, which might be a misdirect. Wanda, one of the trailers, Wanda manipulating the Mind Stone, I think, right? Really? Yeah, I think so. Because there's a part where you see her with the yellow stone and it kind of bathes her. Like, it looks like, it's one of those scenes where it looks like it's I don't where they're, where they're um, experimenting on her. Because she looks like from, like her, her uh, what movie was it that had the, the first Easter egg of them in the, in the ending? I can't Age remember. of Ultron. Age of, Age of Ultron. No, 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 no. no. So that was no the, it wasn't that. That was where they first showed up. But you guys know what I'm Civil talking War, about. Not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Yes, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
at the end of Winter Soldier when they had them in the in the two cells next to each other and she was manipulating things with her mind it looks like there's a part in one of the trailers where you see her in that same place and you see the mind stone so strange strange yeah i don't i don't really think it was manipulating at least for me because it just seemed like her face was like amazed so it was probably like astonishment maybe well, it's, it's maybe as in she remade the yeah. mind stone i yeah, yeah. Be, because remember the the stones mm-hmm. are not even in ex- supposedly in existence but they're well, also gave her they're... Diana snapped them out of existence remember the the stones supposedly. that the stones that he used yeah, Infinity we're getting into War. some timey-wimey multiversal yeah. stuff right now. <laughs> we'll leave know, that to Loki and the time yeah, variance. We'll, we'll leave that alone, but I, I, I gather in this particular <laughs> set of universes that there is no no stones right he now. He used the right? stones to destroy the stones. Yeah, We've exactly. confirmed that. So how is Vision back? Is he this back? Is, I don't think he's back. I, I quite honestly, I really don't. You we know, could get not. into some crazy stuff here and we could say that maybe Wanda isn't even back. Well, listen. You you look but at you knows? look at the the color, and again, I don't. I'm not, you know, going back and changing history here. But you look at the color that he changed after he died, and I think a lot of people were referencing at the time that that was the colors that he was when he was in the West Coast Avengers, right? Yeah, wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't that like, like a, the a lighter color, the grayish, whitish, mm-hmm. I guess, like vision color. So you can make the case that he can exist without the Mind Stone, but I don't think we're, we're, we've tracked that far ahead in time in this show. But I could be wrong because, like Eli said, this could be, a, and AJ, this could be a time skip type of thing, a time shift type of Well, I don't necessarily line. champion the time skip thing. I'll, I'll leave that one to Eli. Yeah, we really have no idea where yeah, or when this no is clue. at all yet, right? I just think he's like, I don't think he's real, but like adding on to what AJ said, like he did. Uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he did. He's not coming back. But it's like maybe it's like uh, Wanda's recreation. To quote one of the guys in 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 The Crow, he done got himself perished. <laughs> <laughs> that you sounds know? awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did. I can't so. wait to see like the next few episodes so we can get a better idea because it looks like they're gonna start to plant. They're going to escalate and start to speed up the seeds that they're planting to, for us to figure out what this reality is. So it's one episode every Friday, right? Yeah. Do we know how many how many episodes? Is it, is it eight? It is that we're nine episodes. At? It was supposed nine to be episodes. six originally, actually. Okay. And I don't know why that changed. And I'm also happy, I will say, by the way, that they've. it seems thus far that they've taken the Mandalorian format. And it's just like, this episode is as long as it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. We don't Which care... It doesn't have to be 50 minutes. It doesn't have to be anything like that. So I actually kind of like that. Thank far. God, because I, I don't, as as enjoyable as those first two episodes were, I don't think, you know, stretching them out to an hour would have benefited it at right, all. Right, right. An know? hour and 40 minutes might have been too much of those yeah. first two episodes and way too much filler. But they filled them up admirably. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of moments that, like, I think every scene. So, well, you know what? Let's get into the reviews, I guess, actually, because we're going to talk about, like, I had a little more quick analysis, as it were. So 
I think like I liked it. I think like that that's been fairly obvious in the conversation that we've had so far today. Um, and I think it's because, as I was about to say, I feel like every scene served a purpose in telling us a little bit about the characters, a little bit about the background characters, even, or a little bit about like Wanda and Vision's understanding of what's going on or their confusion about what's going on. So I think every scene served a purpose, which is why I like the fact that it wasn't like trying to stretch into a cable 50 minute uh, time frame for each episode. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I enjoyed the way that it was, it was setting the stage for a different direction, which it seems like is, is where they're going to take the Marvel cinematic universe with all the movies that we're seeing coming out, the multiverse of madness, um, you know, uh, uh, Ant-Man three with Kang, the conqueror, most likely. And all of these kind of, you know, Spider-Man 3, which might have who knows how many characters for whom, from who knows how many different universes getting involved, including uh, it's been rumored that, that Charlie Cox actually was spotted and, and is rumored to have finished his scenes for Spider-Man 3, even though we don't even know for sure if he's in it in the first place, right? So many weird rumors out there. Um, but if it is going kind of in that direction, I think this is a a wonderful way to set the stage. And I kind of thought it would be because Wanda Maximoff is, if you need to change the reality of, of a story, like she's Marvel's MacGuffin, right? She's one of, or at least one of the characters in Marvel that can just be like, you know what? Like this, this uh, thread of, of comics or this era of comics is getting boring. Let's start fresh snap, totally different, storyline totally different reality totally different universe we've talked about like she might introduce the x-men or like help a lead us in that direction and it's a natural progression i think we all kind of agree right you know it's interesting they kind of do live like x-men in this show yeah because they're hiding their powers right like unlike the other superheroes who might hide their identities in marvel but most of them don't even do that like everybody knows who the avengers are hiding in plain sight Right. So like there's that there are those hints. And you know what I mean? Like like I said, there's other theories out there and like we might not see the X-Men that soon. In fact, it makes sense for them to take some time to set it up and really make it a good entrance for the X-Men. Right. Like that, we, we all want that. We all want the X-Men to succeed in the MCU. But getting getting aside of that, like, again, I really enjoy this episode a lot. I like I think I agree that Paul Bettany like was really, really good in his comedic timing. Elizabeth Olsen was great as well. Like really fantastic. A highlight for me. Catherine Hahn is, she's amazing. She's always been hilarious. She's very funny. She's a great actress. She's been in a lot of great roles. And I think her, her turn as Agnes as the nosy neighbor was really great. And she was definitely important to the story in, in the hints that she's dropping and, the things that she's doing and the relationship that she's building with Wanda and with vision. And, you know, again, all the other side characters, Mr. Hart and his wife, Deborah Joe played by Deborah Joe Rupp again from that 70s show. Also really, really funny. Um, just everything that I saw thus far and, and in a way, like I said, it's kind of exactly what I was hoping for and exactly what I expected. It's something that's totally giving us a really, really different reintroduction into the MCU. And I read the vision comics and I really enjoyed them, and we've all read House of M, and, I, and that's uh, a great storyline. I haven't. Well, we all understand the storyline at least. I definitely yeah. like. Some of us have read House of M, yeah, but you need what, to it's all it. good. We're all geeks from different places, and like, 
you know, we've we've all we're all familiar enough with with the House of M storyline and how it's integrating into this looks fun so far. So, but that said, you know, it's it's taking its time to get where it needs to go. And I don't want to give it some incredibly high rating and say like it's a masterpiece so far. I think it could be something great. So I'm going to rate it based on potential. Let's say uh, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a seven and a half, I think, because, you know, there's nothing in it where you're just like mind blown, I guess, yet. Right. For the first two episodes. And I'm going to give them both kind of the same rating. I think the second one was a little better. It might be an eight. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I think I that's like my range. Right. So like, let's say even specifically first episode is a seven and a half. The second episode is an eight. Cause like the way they're setting it up again, I really, really enjoy how they're setting up, but there, there's a little bit more meat that I'm waiting for to creep into it. And this is, I mean, this is the first two episodes. This is how a lot of shows start. The first two episodes are setting up a lot of things and it's sometimes really hard for the first two episodes to be like that great right off the bat for any show, for some of our favorite shows of all time. But I, again, I love the potential. And so, yeah, that's what it is for me. It's a seven and a half for the first episode. It's an eight for the second one. I'm hopeful. And I'm thinking that like, if it continues along this trajectory, we're going to get a really, really great season of television and a really, really get great return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and a great setup on Disney Plus with TV shows entering into the equation because it's not like we didn't have enough stuff that we needed to watch. So thank you, Marvel, for adding (laughs) way, way more to our plate. So, uh, Walt, what about you? What did you think? So um, I'm going to look at it in a different direction because this is now, I guess you would say, the third generation of live-action TV shows that we've had since the MCU started. Um, yes. We've had we've had the ABC verse that included um, Agents of Shield mm-hmm. and the easily forgotten Inhumans franchise that they yeah. tried to they tried to put out. Which, yeah. oh my gosh, what too bad that it um, failed because Inhumans are awesome. But anyways, yeah, but that <laughs> that was that was pure crap wrapped up in garbage. You know, um, put in the trash compactor. How do you mess up um, Black Bolt? Really, it, it was really bad. <laughs> you know what the actor wasn't bad but the the overall story was just horrendous and yeah the biggest thing the biggest uh thing that they did was with medusa and the hair which was un- <laughs> unforgivable Unfor- unforgivable oh when they gosh. shaved her head off <laughs> when they shaved her hair off you know um but you know you you had that that i guess that first generation and agents of shield ended up becoming a very good show, but it was held back because of the insistence of trying to keep it in the MCU and tie it specifically to Winter Soldier. And because of that, those first two seasons suffered and it never got the traction that it really deserved because after that, that show really, really took off. Um, so you had that and, mm-hmm. and that was the start. Then you had the Netflix verse, which included... Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, and and ended up in this debacle that was called The Defenders and stuff. And so <laughs> those were very, very good shows, however. You know, some of them had, had issues. but good. Yeah, some of them right. had issues. A lot of them had inconsistencies, particularly in the middle of the seasons and stuff. 
but at and the they end, suffered from filler for sure. <clears throat> where they had right, to have exactly. those fifty minute episodes. Exactly. Right? So, but you know, you had a very that was that was very well done. You know, you got Daredevil. Uh, the you the got difference there is that they were completely yeah they were completely separated from the MCU. They were only given the opportunity to mention them in passing. A couple of okay. references, exactly. Right. Like they mostly called, like the Avengers, Hulk, the Battle of Manhattan, pretty much. Battle of Manhattan, the big green guy, you know, yeah. the guy with the hammer, those sort of references. They couldn't even call out the characters by name. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now now but again, very, very good episode. Oh, I forgot Punisher, by the way, which was an excellent How series. How could you? you That's know? your guy. Mm-hmm. So you had that. Now you're going into this new generation of MCU, which are directly tied into the MCU. WandaVision is the first. WandaVision has a good start. I will give it that. Mm-hmm. It had it lagged a little bit at the beginning, but after a while, it built in. And it's piquing my interest, so I, I have to give it that. I'm in your... Um, your ballpark I'm, ballpark like range I guess. yeah yeah okay. i'm in your range where mm-hmm. i think i would i would probably rate both of them between seven and seven and a half i'm mm-hmm. just a tad bit under you mm-hmm. but i'm hopeful that this is building to something that is significant and it it shouldn't be understated the amount of budget that is being put into these shows <laughs> because yeah. these shows have movie style budgets and it shows on on TV. You know, you can see where the money is going to. But that being said, you can see in the by, credits. Yeah, right. The, the credits bar, are like ten minutes long for each episode. Exactly. <laughs> but that being said, the bar is very high because yeah. now you're expecting cinema type quality in terms of storytelling, in terms of visuals, in terms of you know effects and things like that. And it's directly so I, tied in. Like, so I think very directly so tied far, in. I mm-hmm. think so far they've done a pretty good job. They've done enough to pique people's interest, at least mine. I know yours. So um, most people that I know have have enjoyed it, right? So I think we're on um, a positive step forward. I I need to see more. So I'm kind of like you that I'm I'm kind of rating it based on what it is now, but hopeful that this leads into something much more substantial. And I'm pretty sure that it will. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be, whether it's good or not in the end, I'm pretty sure that they're going to try to create some huge changes and implications with this show, or at least start to with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And and again, the, the acting is is uh, something that should be mentioned. It's it's a standout. You know, Fantastic. there's, there's mm-hmm. nobody, nobody there that's not pulling their weight. All of the actors look like they're having fun and they're doing yeah. a an awesome job so you know kudos to them okay okay um aj can you give us your opinion on the episodes so mine's is gonna be short and it's gonna be a little different i'm mm-hmm. basically gonna do like a composite umbrella score okay so originally i was gonna give this an eight when i first saw it but then when i really started to think about it mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i got onto the podcast and actually said it Mm-hmm. This kind of got me not all the way excited, but pretty excited to see more Marvel content again. So yeah. on that merit, I'm going to give it an 8.5 because nice. if you can motivate me to 
get back into something that I had n- I didn't want anything to do with for a very long time. Hey, you, you, you earned that 8.5. <laughs> Our resident DC master and fan and dark side fan actually wants to see more Marvel Cinematic stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. So an 8.5. 8.5. And now, Mr. Easy E. <laughs> Elias. Yeah, I wanted got? to hear where this goes. How on corny, the corny is scale. this? I don't think he's going he's gonna to corn it out. Let's see. Morning, but there are problems. Of course. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. But like to add on to what was what Walt was saying earlier, the bar is high and it really seems like the MCU is getting really ambitious ever mm-hmm. since Endgame. I mean they're coming out with even more ambitious. Strange. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton of shows and so, movies that are going to be directly tied to this. You set the bar too high, that can really uh, mess some things up. But yeah. otherwise, <laughs> I'd say seven. Okay. Seven. All right. It's <coughs> good. I agree with you. Like, Eli, the bar is set really high because. This is either going to be like the amount of storytelling they're going to have to tie together. It's either going to be even better than all of what we've been watching over the last 10 years, or it's going to be an epic disaster. Like this is where it's going to fall apart because there's so many plates in the air, so to speak. You, you know what, what, what's, what conceivably could happen is that you're, you're tying this thing so directly into so many properties that the Marvel fatigue that we was that we were feeling originally with some people, um, it's going to be exacerbated by this because now you know it's not enough just to go to the movie theater. You know, you, yeah. you really you have Disney to. Now. You need <laughs> Disney Plus. You have to sit down and watch this endless amount of shows that are coming out. I think what it's over ten, I believe. Yeah, that I are, think that they have in the pipeline. Everyone is about five to six hours of television. Right. So. Each. Right, you, for you to follow the MCU now, you're gonna have to be pretty invested, yeah. you know, if you really want to follow it, um, and, and really understand what's going on. So, there, there is the danger in that. But there, there's definitely the other side where, like I said, some people who don't know as much about comics definitely enjoyed it. So maybe we'll be surprised. Let's yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah, this is this is truly an experiment, and and that we're seeing unfold right before our eyes right now and feige you know? we trust because if he gets yep. this right then he can probably get star wars right we'll see. Uh, but then you know what that means dc is going to try it and then uh, you know all these other people are going to try it we're going to have a <laughs> um, uh, a universal monster verse where it's tv and shows and they're movies probably gonna, they're probably gonna try it anyway hey, i will welcome you to try it anyway yeah that would be dope like, well, they tried it already, and it's already failed spectacularly. Not you know? that monster verse, Godzilla. What? We don't care about this. No, no, he's ta- he's talking about the Universal monster verse. Yeah, oh, I'm talking about Godzilla. Oh, you're talking about Godzilla. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Universal monster verse. I, mean, I never even saw the Mummy. I don't care. <laughs> so, it was bad. You, I saw what they tried to do. That it was not the best. The Mummy from back in the days was a classic, and stop yeah. rebooting it. That's how I feel. Yep. All right. All right. So yeah, let's let's get back on track though. All right. So it was a seven and a half and an eight for me, a seven and a seven and a half, I believe, for Walt, an eight and a half overall 
for AJ and a seven for Eli. Did I get that right? Sounds about right. All right. So it's worth watching to the fans out there. If you haven't seen it already, and most oh, yeah. of you have probably seen it, if you actually listened into this whole conversation, I'm guessing that you saw it. So really, it's it's good. It's got potential. Uh, if you managed to listen in to just, just to get our opinion and you were trying to figure out whether you should watch it or not and you didn't care much about spoilers, we think it's worth watching and we think that it, it could be pretty special. So we'll see. If you, if you have a choice between watching this <laughs> and Wonder Woman 84, watch please this. watch this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please watch this. I think we need to talk about, at least at some point in the next couple of weeks, what we hated about Wonder Woman 1984, because I'm waiting to have that conversation. Yeah, I know. That'll waiting. be a very interesting conversation. I think Gabe I love you, Gal Gadot. I love you, Chris Pine. I, I love you, like Patty it. Jenkins. I kind of liked it, too. Oh, man. We got to save I this I mean, it's one. not perfect, but... We got to shelve this yeah. for when we have... Because I can have... This could be our most hateful podcast ever. That's all I'm going to say. You think it'll top, more it'll hateful top than the, Rise of Skywalker? Definitely. Which we still the, have to have a conversation Last of Us about? Part Two episode. Well, that was singular hate, right? That oh, wasn't like man. group hate. So that was like hate versus. That was like like I'm not gonna even say the dark side versus the light side, but it was hate versus love. And <laughs> I don't know because AJ seems to like right, it, and, right, I, and right. I believe Gabe liked it also. We yeah, well, that's exactly why we got to shelve yeah. this for a little. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll talk. We're about gonna this get way off track. I want to thank all of our fans out there who listen to today's podcast. And the best way to thank us for the podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Please, please check us out if you want to hear us hit on Wonder Woman 1984 in a couple of weeks or like whenever we do it. Like, rate, share, and subscribe. You can find us on all your favorite podcast flat platforms. You know what they are. You can find us on all your podcast platforms that you hate. You know what those are too. Anywhere your favorite podcasts are sold, just search for the Get Geek Podcast and you will be able to find us. So please, please do so. Um, again, I want to thank all of you as well for dealing with any sound issues, artifacts, or any problems while we are recording remotely on the podcast. So thank you very much for that to our fans. And welcome back to the Get Geek Podcast. I have one more thing to say, and I think most of y'all know what that is. Please stay geeky, my friends. Yeah. <laughs>